Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the enemy! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey, yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW, talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. My name is Jay Bowman, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. As Always, the architect, the man of a thousand nicknames, Mr. Mike Paris. Mike, how are you doing this fine evening? As always, I am doing as incredible as ever. The consistency in this man. The consistency. That's me. Off the charts. Well, like, we're, we're, we're absent uh, someone else once again. Yeah. Off getting a Huri's in in uh queen queensboro whatever that is he likes to pretend that that's a whole different city yep sure does from new westminster yeah. oliver queensboro yeah yeah that would be like do do you associate with these people the like i i don't live in surrey i live in newton uh yeah like oh i don't, mm. <laughs> you don't yeah associate. well surrey has its own little like i'm a guilford man and i'm right, wally and right. i'm newton and i'm cloverdale all right you're langley fuck right off cloverdale uh <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, because Surrey, I'm White Rock. Surrey has its own little thing. So if you want to say you're from Newton or whatever, I'm I'm down. I get it. That's that's cool. That's fine. Yep. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. But Surrey's like big. New West isn't that big. No. To you can't claim. You're but right. But there's got a whole like river in between. Yeah, I think there's a. So like Wyatt has that on his side. Yeah. If you can't get to over there without like a boat or a bridge, I'm fine. If he wants to pretend it's an entirely different little city. I, I got to be honest. The first time I went to Wyatt's house uh, to watch, which for watching uh, wrestling, uh, I roamed. Or, I got had the address, and I roamed around all of New Westminster proper. Oh, for a very long time before realizing that I had to cross that bridge into Queensboro. Yeah. So I do wish he'd like given me. I wish he'd had this elitist attitude at the time. Oh, did the uh, directions you printed off of Alta Vista fall out of the <laughs> get sucked out of the window or something? <laughs> I, I just assumed I knew my way around New West, and then there was this whole other side. You got <laughs> cocky, Mike Paris. You got <laughs> cocky, and you paid for it, and you missed a pre-show and probably a tag match or two. 
I did, I did. Yep. I believe it was Hell in a Cell. Oh, man, all right. Uh, we got quite a bit to talk about. Uh, really robust, wide world of wrestling. We were not uh, on the air last week uh, due to an NEW5 uh, production meeting. Uh, so let's get right into the NEW segment. Stone's Throw, Mike Paris. We are a stone's throw away from NEW5, eight days out, and the occupancy restrictions are about as over as Tony Baroni at a budget motel hot tub, which <laughs> I guess he'd be pretty over. He'd be pretty popular, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just threw a stone, and, and I hit Miles DeVille in the head, and he is not happy. Oh, you're fucked now. He's coming my way. Yeah. And I don't think Sebastian so. Wolf's not even getting involved. He's just going to let Miles handle it. Miles will handle yeah. it very, very Miles easily. can handle it just fine. Yeah. Tickets are still on sale for NEW5. Get them while you can. This is going to be a hot show. And the fact that the occupancy restrictions are over, there's going to be a full capacity crowd. It's going to be amazing. Go to nationextremewrestling.com for your ticket information. February 25th at the Harbor Convention Center in Vancouver, BC. If you've been following the Nation Extreme Wrestling uh, Twitter account, account you've seen a like artist rendering a video rendering of what the stage and the ring set up and everything's gonna look like this is gonna be the biggest and baddest show that NEW has put on yet and obviously some huge names coming in Effie's gonna be there Taya Valkyrie is gonna be there Sumi Sakai is gonna be there and more it's gonna be it's gonna be emotional emotional yeah what are you getting emotional about the greatness of it the great sorry it's gonna be dope it's gonna be fucking awesome <laughs> did you now you as you said we we were uh dark last week due to a production meeting yep. for you and your commentary uh cohorts yep. um did you guys sneak peek at the at the venue did you get to see what nope. was going on did you get an idea of no nope. of uh, you just got that rich excitement out of president rob Fay. that's right that's right. El Presidente. He felt it in his soul. Yes. Uh, talked to us about the show, uh, what uh, we've got planned for uh, for commentary. Me and Justin Morissette, who you've heard on this show before, uh, will be on commentary. And like we're super excited. We know this is going to be an absolute banger of a show. The fact that, unfortunately, they had to postpone NEW4. Like, a lot of these folks have just been itching to get out there and entertain you guys. So get your tickets while you can. But it's not just February 25th. There's two NEW shows going on this month because also on the 28th, the first ever edition of NEW Afterglow, uh, NEW partnering with Colony Entertainment District for wrestling and trivia, four rounds of trivia, four matches. I'm personally looking forward to Sebastian Wolf and Malik Mello. What a fucking match that's going to be. Oof. Batten down the hatches, yeah. as they say. That's I don't know if Colony knows what they've gotten themselves into here. That's going to be awesome. So it's uh, 15 bu bucks for tickets or teams of four for $50. Again, go to nationextremewrestling.com for uh, details. And uh, one last thing, just want to say congrats and big ups to Liza Hall, who was announced this past week to be competing at Terminus 2, and she's going to be wrestling Serena Deeb. Holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah, what what an opponent for for Liza! Wow, and, and is it out of Atlanta? Is that right? I believe so, so she's yeah. heading heading down uh, heading down south to really uh, showcase uh, her talents coming out of the Pacific Northwest. And uh, if if you were gonna peg, you know, who the next great female wrestler was to be coming out of this area, Liza Hall's got to be at the top of your list. So so to see her up against 
one of the greatest uh, veterans, uh, female veterans in North America, Serena Deeb. Like that is that is a great place to start and and see what Liza can do up against her. Not gonna the say- woman, the, much like my nickname, I believe she is the woman of of so many holds. Rain City Stretcher. As as I am a man of many nicknames. That's right. So there you go. Also, I mean, we talked about NW5 uh, on the show before, and that the two women's matches will be acting as the semifinals for the NEW Women's Champion. I mean, the amount that Liza Hall, the experience she's going to get in going and competing against someone like Serena Deeb, I mean, that's someone to really look out for in the future in that uh, title picture. She might not be in this uh, four-person tournament here, but uh, someone to really look out for in the future because, yeah, Liza Hall, man, that's that was such a such an awesome piece of news to uh, to see on Twitter this week. So congratulations, Liza. That's dope. Yeah, and she wrestled for them what in January, I believe. Uh, so the fact that she's she must have done something right. So hopefully um, they've seen what she has to offer down there, and she gets to keep showcasing what NEW has to offer up here. Yeah, because she was also one of the group that went down and was in Mexico. I think when NEW first launched, like Eli yep. Surge was down there, Miles Deville was down there, and everybody's come back uh, and is absolutely like hitting it out of the park so far. So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be awesome. Uh, anything else NEW wise you wanted to get into? I figure next week we would just kind of go down, break down the card, go through predictions and final hype for uh, for NEW five. But yeah, we're eight days out. Stone throw, very exciting. No, I threw another stone. There it is, and you hit it. I hit that hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> You've spilled Baroni's drink. <laughs> oh, God. Not something you want to get caught doing, that's for sure. All right, so let's get into the wide world of wrestling, because uh, it's been weird. It's been a weird, very eventful, wild week. So let's get right to it. All right, as we always do, we will start alphabetically with AEW, not because it's the best, but because A comes first. And the biggest news, which seems to send shockwaves throughout the wrestling world this week, is that uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, EVP of AEW, one of the founding fathers who started the company, uh, could not come to terms on a new contract. All sorts of, you know, stuff coming out about uh, some... Some behind-the-scenes ska that's going on with him and Tony Khan. Money, booking power, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, yeah, looks like Cody Rhodes is gone. Uh, Paris, uh, instead of push or bury, I'm going to ask you, work or shoot, brother? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, ordinarily, like, this is the first time something like this has happened in the AEW world, right? They've been known for retaining their top talent, keeping them happy, and and hoarding talent, really, if anything, that has come away from WWE. So to see a press release like this, um, what I immediately went that I was being worked because, like, a, like I said, this is the first time this has happened. So seeing a press release like this isn't like uh, we wish Cody Rhodes best of luck in his future endeavors, like we've seen from WWE a thousand times over. This is the first of its kind, and b Cody Rhodes love him hate him indifferent to him he is aew (laughs) he is he is everything that we have known up to this point he is the founding father so to speak he is you know a member of the mount rushmore so to speak of aew so to write him off the the george washington of aew and to say like no he doesn't work here anymore we couldn't figure it out 
just seems so crazy to me. But as time goes on, uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm working myself into a shoot. Day of, I was calling bullshit all over that. Uh, yeah. Just based on his promo he had before the ladder match with Sammy Guevara, uh, where he talked about how he doesn't have a contract and he was the guy who like did everything punk or these people are claiming to do and kicking open, leaving WWE, kicking open the forbidden door, going to Ring of Honor, going to New Japan, getting over everywhere he went and winning titles, NWA champion, all that sort of jazz. And uh, yeah, and talking about his contract very openly. At that point, I believe he was on like a handshake deal and he had yeah. been for a while while negotiating and like, I got a contract and it's not the contract I wanted, but it's the face Sammy Guevara for blah, 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 blah. Uh, my first instinct was uh, work. Absolutely yeah. a work. And yeah. then the the internet, the writers started to buy your, your Meltzers and, and all that started to, uh, your Wade Kellers all started to bite on it. And I'm like, wow, wouldn't this be something? Because Cody Rhodes is also innovative, yeah. right? He's, you know always been a star in that regard as far as wanting to you know set the standard change them all that sort of stuff so i'm like wow this is maybe the best work ever if they're getting the the dirt sheet writers to report it and holy shit and then it was and apologies to jay swing because jay was asking yo is cody rhodes leaving and i texted him back maybe this whole thing may be a work and then i put in parentheses fake and he's like i know what a work is <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So apologies sorry to Jay. Jay knows his wrestling. Uh, but uh, it was Amanda Huber coming out yeah. and thanking Cody. Because all the wrestlers are thanking Cody. But I wouldn't put it past yeah. Cody to involve the entire industry in a right. swerve and a work to this level. Yeah. Uh, but it was Amanda Huber coming out, uh, Brody Lee's widow. Uh, who's involved in the community outreach for AEW and involved in the company, it was her coming out and saying, you know, how grateful she was to Cody and everything she did. And I was like, oh, fuck, I think this is real. I think yeah. this, is, this is legitimate. And, and even in the initial press release that uh, Tony Khan sent out, it was very much fully involved. Like, it was like, we thank him for getting us involved with all these different uh, organizations and doing being a real positive effect on on the foundations of AEW, but to think that they don't need him anymore and to think that they're just going to set him aside like just seems so wild to me. And I don't know what they have set up from a production standpoint. I don't know who's running the show uh, over there or who they... Because I assumed Cody was holding the book for the most part apparently not. and maybe that was part of the problem but yeah, um no apparently not like over the last year or so uh, apparently the evps have had their like creative control kind of taken away and like tony khan is the one calling the shots but it's also said to be that he's super open to everybody's ideas and there's no ego there where if somebody has a better idea even though it wasn't his he's like yeah sure let's go for it yeah but like he's he's the money man. Like I realize, like he has a brain for the business and obviously has had a lot of exposure to the business. And now he's had a lot of exposure to some of the best minds in the business, but to maybe, maybe I'm underestimating him and, and his intelligence and his, his idea of what it takes to, to book a successful wrestling show. But that just surprises me that, that he's the guy that you're going to turn to and unless he is involving, cause there's a lot of great minds that are there, right? Oh you yeah. Know, you have, 
you know, who's there? Jerry Lynn and and lots of other kind of veteran guys who have been around for a long time. Christian. Leverage them. Arn Anderson. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm sure there's <clears throat> the brains are there. Um, but yeah, this all just seems too too weird to be true for from my standpoint. Yeah, the brains are there, but also the talent is there. Like, oh my God, AEW lost Cody Rhodes. Now they only have... Brian Danielson, John Moxley, CM Punk, MJF, Darby Allen, Singh, Miro, Andrade, Malachi Black, and you just go kind of down the list. You're like, oh, Keith Lee, uh, which we'll talk about. Oh, I guess they're, I guess they're fine because Cody Rhodes's storylines always seem just very, very disconnected from everything. Right, because he was involved with Jericho early, where he lost the match and he'll never be able to challenge for a title again. Had the feud right. with MJF, which was really, really great. He did the match prior to all that with Dustin. So yeah, all that's great. But then as soon as he was it Anthony Ogopogo, uh, Ogopogo, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's correct. And yeah. all the Nightmare Family stuff and the QT Marshall stuff. I was like, oh, okay. But here's a guy who, what, two months ago, he took a reverse vertical suplex off the top rope through a flaming table and burned the shit out of himself. Like, yeah, dude, and 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 that you, I think you posted it on your Twitter that spot that he had with Sammy Guevara, and maybe that was just like a I'm gonna make a star out of this kid before I walk out. Like that could have been th- what he was doing, but like that, they could have both died. Yeah, <laughs> like that was like a deadly, a potentially like career-ending spot if it had gone wrong, and it ended up being beautiful. And I think you rated it in your kind of top five. Uh, all-time spots in wrestling yep. and, and then Cody walks out the door so like I said maybe that was just I'm gonna push Sammy Guevara to his limits and and make sure I'm leaving this place in the best way I can but it makes me wonder like and and maybe you have this on your on your rundown of things to talk about next but like I don't understand why Cody would leave this situation because I don't understand what else is out there for Cody now going back going back to the Fed seems wildly hypocritical at this stage yeah, uh, I, I guess. On both both sides. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but Vince has never been one to pass up doing business with someone who he thinks is going to put butts in seats and eyes on the on the product. So, And, and maybe Cody impressed him. You know what, Vince? Uh, I'm going to let me have you stop being stardust. No, pal. All right. Well, uh, I'm just going to leave and I'm going to make myself a bigger star than I ever was here. Uh, see you later. And then he's gone and he's done all of this work over the last several years. The guy started a competing company which defeated uh, the, the NXT when it's maybe not as its hottest, but NXT was still pretty damn hot. And yeah. Dynamite wiped the floor with them. AEW yeah. wiped the floor with them. Cody Rhodes is not his company, but you know, he's one of the founding fathers of it. Like, Vince has always seemed to be very weird with that kind of stuff and like that begrudging respect for somebody who makes it on his own steam. Uh, And apparently, yeah, rumors are he's been meeting with WWE and that they're very excited about it and are going to give him like a huge push out of it. Because again, is he just going to grow his mustache again six months down the line after like (laughs) WrestleMania season and just be like, okay, cool. Now you're the mustache man again. If you go back there, especially with what they've done with like booking with like the fiend over the years and Braun Strowman, all this kind of stuff, like you have to worry about it, but maybe he feels he's done enough where they're going to treat him like a, maybe not like a Roman Reigns, but like a, I won't even say Drew McIntyre is a good comparable, but they're going to treat him like a top-level guy and keep treating right. him like a top-level guy. 
And he's proven he can be at the top of the card, like in AEW. So I I just think that would just be so weird. But yeah, the neck tattoo's got weirder things. That- they should, yeah, whatever they're going to pay him, <laughs> whatever they're going to pay him, a, a portion of that should be to get that monstrosity lasered off the side of his neck. Because listen here, but I've- you need to grow a mustache, <laughs> but I need that mustache to be long enough to cover up that tattoo. <laughs> grow your hair out it needs to go it over go over your nose down grow your shoulders them, grow them sideburns because i've always been a big cody rhodes guy i love cody yep. rhodes the neck tattoo i started to like ah, okay but as far as like being a wrestler i still marvel and you know talk to anybody who will listen about the fact that as he changed and evolved over the years his move set and character work also changed when he was undashing ugly disfigured cody rhodes but not disfigured he was fucking awesome and yeah. then when he was like Mustache Cody and Rhodes Scholars, yeah, it was awesome. And then Stardust, he fucking committed to it. He had almost an entirely new move set and character stuff, which he leaned into uh, when he was Stardust. So I'm I'm excited to see where this goes if he winds up in WWE. Uh, part of me is like, oh, because I don't want like another guy there that makes me have to watch it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I got to keep up with what Kevin Owens How is dare doing. You. I got to keep up with what, you know, some of these guys are doing, but and he's he'll be one of those guys. So I'm like, fuck, more wrestling in the week. Okay, all right. Well, I'll make the time to see what Cody Rhodes does. The other thing at play here, which, you know, maybe Vince is playing 4D chess, is that uh, twofold. One, he sees it as a real, uh, a real boon to grab the one of the EVPs and a founder of his competition and bring him over. Two, you've got in the next couple years because the first initial three year contracts for AEW talents are coming off uh, yeah. the books, and Tony's not just going to keep everybody hired. He's already mentioned some people are not going to get resigned, which is fair. You can't feature fair, everybody. Totally. Yeah. Um, if I'm Wardlow, I'm MJF. I'm you know maybe Sammy Guevara, whoever. Uh, seeing somebody go the other way, it's only been a one-way street so far. Seeing somebody go the other way and being pushed to the moon and treated like a big star, maybe if I'm Wardlow and Vince comes to me a year or two from now whenever his deal is up uh, and says, what we're going to do for you, pal? We're going to look at Cody Rhodes. They won't think it's total bullshit. Right, right. So Yeah, he offers credibility to that. Yes, and faith and trust that if I go to WWE from AEW, which is still like, WWE is still the you know, top of the mountain, still the, the absolute yeah. apex, the biggest of the big, where that's a good financial and a good career move from a booking perspective to make that jump and go there because look what they did with the first guy that kind of crossed over the other side. Right, right. Whether or not they can pull that off is is all I question. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not they can make make good on Cody Rhodes is is a whole other Whole other question. Because I feel he also has to go because if this is some sort of uh, some sort of work and he's still involved with AEW and everything, which I don't think at this point. I've I've I'm happy to admit that I buy it. I've you know I'm hooked. I'm I'm in there. Yeah. Uh, to what end? Like right. I would think the only thing you, if he goes back to AEW, it's like oh oh, oh you got us. Now what? All right, Malachi Black. Now we're really going to settle things. (laughs) No, I'm really upset. Sure. 
I think the only thing was, oh, my old contract had that stipulation where I couldn't challenge for the AEW title. I'm gone now. My new contract says I can challenge right. for it whenever the fuck I want. Uh, and then he is the one to dethrone Hangman Page because apparently, allegedly, supposedly, uh, Tony Khan had a plan, a master plan for the first five champions. Mm-hmm when they started the company and we're on champion four now. So doesn't really, you know, bode well for Adam. Adam Cole's not winning the title. Come on now. Uh, or, you know, Danielson or punk at this point yet, right. but maybe champion. I thought champion five was going to be MJF and mm-hmm. coming out of the punk feud and stuff. I think that'd be a good spot for him to feud with like hangman page, but maybe champion five is Cody Rhodes. And this is all super long-term booking. Who knows? <sighs> I I I love this and I hate this all at the same time. Right? Look at this going both <laughs> ways. It's awesome. I'm a, I'm excited about that from a wrestling standpoint. Yeah. Is that it's not just it's like when Jericho went over to WWF, right? It was finally right. someone's going back the other uh someone's going back in the other direction. Right, right, yeah. And and for a lot of these guys, and I think we've talked about this before, but like for a lot of these guys, like their dream is wwe and it probably still is yeah so like when you think about sammy guevara mjf wordlow whomever like they they probably still want that opportunity whether or not it's sooner rather than later but AEW continues to prove itself um but there isn't as many eyes on that product they aren't making as much money they aren't going to as many cities so on and so forth that so these guys probably want that exposure so maybe that the new what do you call a forbidden door into WWE some something different, mm. but maybe that door opens for for uh, the talent to go from AEW to to WWE. But that being said, I don't I don't foresee Cody Rhodes or any of these guys bolstering the product to a point where I'm going to watch yeah. it on a week to week basis. No, so it might give them the 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 seat the butts and seats right off the bat, but other than that, like. And this kind of I don't see it. And it kind of like swings momentum a little bit back towards it's not super one-sided because they managed to convince Kevin Owens to stay and Sami right. Zayn to stay. So here's some guys whose contracts were up and everyone's like, oh, they're gone. Everybody whose contracts are up, they're just gonna bail. And they decided to opt in and they decided to stay. Okay, that's that's great. Um apparently a lot of the some of the stuff that came about with the rift was uh Cody wanted a big race. Wanted a big raise. He wanted to be at the CM Punk, Brian Danielson level. And there's some theorizing that if those guys never came in and Cody asked for more money, he probably would have gotten it. But the fact that the landscape of things has kind of changed with those very high-priced talents there and Cody Rhodes being, you know, Cody Rhodes, that's great. But Punk and Danielson are on a different level. Danielson especially when it comes to right. those are the guys that you're going to back up the money truck for uh, and are really going to, like, elevate the well, product. Yeah, and you had to buy those guys. Yeah, you had, had to, to buy convince them. them. Yep. Like, you, there's, you can't underestimate that. You know, it, it, like, you and I are both in different companies. And I, I know, like, in my company, for instance, that, uh, you know, an externally hired talent tends to make more money than an internally grown uh, promoted person. Yeah. And that just is because they have to go out and they have to convince that person to come there. Mm-hmm. You're not a, a homegrown talent. And at this stage, there is no, like, he, Cody Rhodes is the homegrown talent, so to speak, even though he wasn't grown there, but he established everything. So 
yeah, like I don't see him being able to challenge for that. And obviously he didn't. And but I honestly don't see this biting AEW in the ass, no. which I guess is his point. Like, you know, oh, I'm going to go over to WWE or I'm going to go over to, I don't know. I'm going to, I've heard rumor that he's going to buy ROH with Shane McMahon. And Triple H. The three of them are going to buy it all together <laughs> and then turn it into, I don't know. Well, we have another, uh, we're not going to, I'm not adding it to the show intro or anything or the breakdown, but we have uh, CYN wrestling starting up you see the new company paris i did not no uh adam sure ec3 are starting wow. cyn wrestling cyn which stands for choose your narrative uh, um okay yeah and a tv deal is, this is like imminent. choose your own adventure tv deal is imminent sir uh, i don't know it's like one of those books where you flip to so <laughs> I'd if, love it if you if you want interactive if you want EC3 to win this match yeah interactive <laughs> text text this number <laughs> exactly or just like switch to this feed as opposed to this feed in this feed EC3 wins in this feed someone else oh my, wins. I'm bad it's it's control your narrative not choose your narrative <laughs> although it led to us theorizing a wrestling company where you could decide oh shit keep your yeah keep your finger there and go back if it's a bad result oh no, no yeah exactly no, try it again try it Rewind. again uh yeah i mean it's super interesting there's going to be a wild week in wrestling cuz the other thing i really like about this is that his contract is lapsed he's good to show up wherever whenever so what but like that's another thing tonight. too like the 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 rumble would have been the the yeah space to do it right yeah that would have been huge so that's there is nothing like that coming up as far as i know i'm gonna say it right now if cody rhodes redebuted at the rumble and was a surprise entrant people would be okay with that rumble for the most part yeah yeah that would provide the big spark the aj styles debut moment that would provide totally. the big intrigue and people would be a lot more forgiving about how that rumble was super shit absolutely shit. but so like i don't the next thing that he could debut on i don't even know like chamber cha is there a mystery person in the chamber no but is there opportunity maybe for him fucking austin theory gets knocked out backstage or gets kofi kingston and then uh, cody finds himself i've always wanted uh, an elimination chamber situation where somebody like goes to get in and then somebody kind of Shawn Michaels and like crawls up into the chamber from underneath. It's like, no, no, I'm in here. What the fuck? Well, if it was Cody, they would give him a little elevator lift to have <gasps> him yes! pop up <laughs> in smoke. That's another thing is they're like, oh, the, the elevated thing from the middle on the stage is gone now. The Cody Rhodes entrance thing is oh really the dynamite set and everything and yeah everybody's talking about you know good stuff he did now Brandy's gone too yeah so I was just gonna say that yeah. last time we saw Brandy was when Paige Van Zant uh, ran her off and fucking Dan Lambert tore a couple strips off her or whatever so yeah Brandy's gone too apparently Brandy's not going to uh, WWE thank fuck because I don't want Ms Maurice versus Cody and Brandy at WrestleMania <laughs> which is exactly what I would expect. Right? Yeah. This news comes out, and you're like, oh my God, Cody versus Roman Reigns, Cody versus Lashley. Oh man, no, it's going to be Cody and Brandy versus Miz and Maurice, and they're going to present it to us like it's a big deal, but it's just, uh, uh, no, 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 not, uh, not having it. But this is huge. This is maybe some of the biggest non CM Punk and Danielson signing news we've ever had to discuss on the show. Or if they 
Do they just want us to think it is? I don't know. I which don't is know. Great, the intrigue. Because also AEW potentially still has Bray Wyatt inbound. Johnny yeah. Gargano's still floating around out there. Who knows what Johnny Gargano's gonna do? So it's, and I've you know, there are rumblings that uh Murphy is gonna be coming in soon and stuff. So they've still got people in the pipeline that'll be coming in. Not to mention, you know, the homegrown talent, the fact that Keith Lee just debuted and is in the face of the revolution. Uh, ladder match they don't need Cody anymore and I never thought he wouldn't be there but right. they'll be absolutely fine they haven't needed him for a while True. Like, let's be honest yeah. like that but yes to, to say that he was ever not going to be there is just a wild wild thought and it continues to be yeah I thought he would just kind of modern day triple h it where he's you know involved heavily behind the scenes and you know recruiting and executive stuff and he occasionally comes in and wrestles a person for a big match and then off he goes but they just skipped right ahead to the off he goes uh all the way out the door so <laughs> uh elsewhere in aew uh, the revolution card uh started to take shape already a pay-per-view worth buying would you agree mike Paris? absolutely i'm this card is shaping up beautifully yes uh i don't even know where to start uh i guess the world title match uh new challenger emerges adam cole will be getting his shot against hangman page some people are a little bit pissy about this because even though he's officially undefeated adam cole coming off a uh defeat uh against orange cassidy in the lights out match at beach break right 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 yeah and and two adams i, I just can't Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. When they when they were in ROH, I used to get them confused all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and now I I can't uh, I can't have them in the same ring like this. Yeah. It'll hurt my brain too much. We didn't get a chance to talk about last week's we were dark. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about the Hangman Page Texas Death Match against mm. uh, Lance Archer. What did you think about that? Did you that change? I know you're not an anti Adam Page man, like why no. it is, but. Um, <laughs> How do you feel about that match in regards to his title reign and just his character overall? Yeah, I thought it. I thought it worked. I, I thought it. It made it made both those guys look good. Actually, I, I thought it was a, a good, fun match. I like the. I thought it legitim legitimized. That's legitimized. Legitimized. There it is. That's what I'm going for. Found it. Uh, kind of his more rugged side, maybe the more kind of hardcore yeah. aspects of of what he can do as a wrestler. The dangerous um, side. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I I liked it overall as a concept. I liked it as a match. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I think they keep doing the right things uh, for Adam Page, and they keep uh, showcasing him in the right ways to give him more credibility week after week. Yeah, because you can't have your plucky babyface champion always be trying to overcome the odds and stuff. You have to also establish him as a threat and as somebody who is dangerous. Which I exactly. thought they did. That match did a really, really good job uh, pulling off. Uh, yeah, so he's going to be up against uh, Adam Cole. What else do we have going on? We've got uh, CM Punk announced the stipulation, the time, the place, and all that. He's going to be going up against MJF in a dog collar match. Again, it's nice that like AEW hasn't just scrubbed Cody Rhodes from history. They mentioned the Cody Rhodes and Brody Lee dog collar match. He's, I think he's taken off of the show intro now, which is a thing. And he's mm. off the roster page, which has CM Punk and Colt Cabana now right next to each other, which a lot of people are making jokes about. There's no Cody Rhodes buffer <laughs> in between the two. But uh, Punk MJF friends, once again. Dog collar match. What do you think? Um, yeah, it's an interesting it's not my kind of gimmick match. Mm -hmm. Um, but for the context of their storytelling, it makes perfect sense, right? You can't 
you can't get away from me (laughs) is like a big portion of that. Right. Um, as well as the, you know, we can use this as a weapon and the kind of limits the options for interference. Although I'm sure something's going to come up there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we just keep teasing Wardlow, just (sighs) turning, turning face full, full time face here. And I don't know if this is the opportunity to do so, but I think, Punk has to get his win back here a little bit, but also we want to set up MJF as a credible threat for Paige maybe going forward. So yeah, I'm not sure where they're going to go with this, but but I like the setup, and of course I like them on the microphone leading up to it. Yeah, and like they've gotten a lot of mileage already about I beat CM Punk twice in Chicago, uh, but like I've beat him three times, he's never beat me, and they just keep like pounding that would be cool. Uh, CM Punk with the photo dropping a little. M. Bison Street Fighter on everybody. This was the greatest day of your life. For me, it was a Friday. Ooh! (laughs) How did one of the best lines in cinema history wind up in fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme's Street Fighter? (laughs) For you, the day Bison came to your village was the most important day of your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. You know what? I think was that Raul Julia's, was Raul Julia's final last performance? performance, man, and it's it's fucking good, he man. Is good like at that. he's yeah. he's great at, in that role. Like it seems like weird casting at the time. I was like, oh, Gomez Adams is playing M. Bison. Okay, yeah, yeah. whatever. But like looking back on it, like pretty pretty fun, he, pretty fun performance. He fucking worked his ass off, and again, like he's yeah. sick during all of that too. And the fact mm. that he gave it such socks during like his illness, and it's his last performance and stuff. Man, what a way to go out. And that elevates so we're a little sidebar. We talk about the Street Fighter film. <laughs> 1992 Street Fighter. Hey, it's relevant. Movie. We got there from CM Punk's <laughs> references. So it's fine. It's fine. The Wardlow thing, uh, that's got to that's gotta kind of happen soon. Slow burns and everything are great, but how long can we stretch out him being in the background, kind of shit-talked a little bit, and just, like, looking frustrated with things? Because... I mean, do you go MJF beats CM Punk, challenges for AEW title, Wardlow turns on him and beats him for the title? Like, is Wardlow champion six? Like, that's a long ways away, and that's a big moment for that to happen. Maybe Wardlow's the guy. I'm putting the cart before four horses here. Um, But, you know, is that Wardlow's elevation or something or does Wardlow cost him the match against Punk or cost him the match against Hangman and that's the big kind of I think it's got to happen sooner rather than later yeah because they've been doing right? this like, for we've a been, while we've been they've been toying us for a while and and Wardlow's over like the fans like him they like watching him beat the shit out of people he is their he is their Lesnar he is their guy that people like watching squash people and you can't have that go on forever with him being the the sneaky face amongst the heels. Yeah. Uh, and also is it it has to be against MJF, right? Like him battering Sean Spears cuz Sean Spears is annoying as shit. Uh that does that that that's a waste of no. the moment. No. It, it needs to yeah. be MJF and then he can run through everybody in that same sequence. Now, uh so he is qualified for I oh, beat Max Caster. One of my he's a, Caster's got to be one of my boys soon. 
I, I love his his raps are great. I love them, uh, even though he's kind of toned it down a little bit. But I still think he's he great. might be coming up a bit later. So save oh, save yeah. your save your energy. Uh, push 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 push. <laughs> uh, Wardlow beat the shit out of him and qualified for the face of the revolution ladder match, joining Mister Keith Lee, who debuted last week, which we didn't get a chance to discuss. And I I think I mentioned it to Justin when we saw who the opponent was. All of us should have guessed it would be Keith Lee. Because what a yeah. great way to debut him. Put him in there against the little guy and have him just throw him around for like eight minutes. And Dude, that first initial throw, I was like, he is going out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Like, you do that pause, it's like, I've, I've grown obsessed, as you've known, over the last several months with the Montez Ford frog splashes. I just, right. look how high he got, just as a still photo. Look at this. This is unaltered. Uh, that Beal throw to, uh, um, Isaiah, whatever, um, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He, and he, he, private party guy whose name is escaping us. Oh my God. I feel uh, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sold it so well too. And I'm, I'm about to put him over here. He, he went flying. He, he took it very, very well and, and played the rest of that match very well. So I, that was entertainment through and through. And I'm a big Keith Lee guy, so I was happy to see him show up. Happy to see him uh, hurl someone across the ring. Isaiah Cassidy. I want to make one. sure we bring him up because he did an awesome job of his purpose being in there to get Keith Lee over as this monster. Uh, now, this this ladder match is, is Haas on Haas on Haas at this stage. Well, maybe, because there's only two people that have qualified for it so far. Keith Lee, Haas. Wardlow, okay. Haas. The next uh, qualifying match will be on Rampage tonight, and that's Dante Martin versus okay. Powerhouse Hobbs. Okay. So if Hobbs I've read a spoiler in, then. I apologize. Pardon? <laughs> I've read a spoiler then. I apologize. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I was looking forward to it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. It's Haas on Haas on Haas. <laughs> Charlie Haas going to be. Get Charlie Haas involved. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Well, I'm disappointed. I thought Dante Martin would have been a really great uh, element to add to the mix there. He would have been. Maybe there's still an opportunity because I do wonder what they're going to do going forward because you can't keep adding just big guys to this match. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, who else they add onto it to make it uh, an interesting battle. Fucking Bray Wyatt's in it too. Okay, let's just keep the hostage. Cody Rhodes. Right. What? Uh, oh my god, you imagine? I'm the I'm only the face, face of AEW. I'm getting that brass ring and I'm getting that TNT <laughs> title shot. Because that's what it's for. Yeah, it's the TNT yeah. title shot and it's the brass ring and everything. Um, is that where I'm, I'm just obsessed with all these different string theories for getting us to Wardlow versus MJF. Is that what they maybe do? Like maybe... Uh, Wardlow wins the TNT title, and then MJF comes up short and gets jealous and bitter or whatever. Like, what are they going to do nah, there? Like, I don't know. I could see this being a match that just adds another layer of frustration. Um, Sean Spears does something stupid that costs uh, Wardlow a victory here. Yeah. Um, I could see it just being another layer there. Because that TNT title, I don't, I'm not sure is the right move for Wardlow. I think he's... Too close to being a, a big timer guy. How would you feel if they just like strapped the rocket to Keith Lee and uh, Keith Lee was the one who won the face of the revolution ladder match and he ended up being your next TNT champion? Well, I do think that's what they kind of did with Brody Lee when he came on, right? Was 
you know, let's give him this title. Let's make him instantly credible. Added instant legitimate uh, legitimacy to to the Dark Order. Um, you know, kind of elevated everyone there. So <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see what they what they do there because I I could see them pushing Keith Lee. Why not? He is absolutely one of the most wasted um, WWE talents uh, in the last few years. So I could see AEW try and take advantage of that. Yeah, not a person would question it. No, I'm like, oh, he just right. got there. What the, like, okay, yeah, no, this this makes sense. I mean, yeah. they had to do a ton of rehabilitation to Miro to make Miro credible for that. But, hey, give us Keith Lee versus Miro. Ooh. Hell yeah. Ooh. That's good stuff. Um, what else we got going on? There's the tag title match, which this is the most convoluted thing I feel like they've ever done. So it's going to be a triple threat tag title match, uh, Jurassic Express. Next week on Dynamite, there's going to be a, uh, was a battle royal. Right, for the uh, to be the second team in, and then the week after it'll be like a casino battle royal, and then that team gets in as well. There's gonna be a three way. Uh, do you think it's gonna be Red Dragon on one side, Bucks on the other, and then um, uh, Jurassic Express? Hmm. I don't know. Like, there's a few elements here. You know, you could try and complicate things a little bit. You could put. You could put Darby Allen and Sting. I'm, I'm not sure where they're going with them. You know, there's best friends who are kind of in the mix there. Um, 2.0, they they seem to have a hard on for some odd reason. So, like, maybe they're involved somehow. Um, that would be the most entertaining result for sure. Uh, but, you know, what they've been kind of doing with these, with Jurassic Express as tag champs um, makes me wonder if that's... That might seem to be the most obvious path to take, but I'm not sure if that's where they're going to go. Yeah, I don't even know if like this is building up to a Christian heel turn on Jungle Boy or anything anymore. They've seemed to kind of backed off of that a little bit. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, where's FTR? Yeah. Come on. Uh, Britt Baker uh, joined Cobra Kai on Dynamite. Yep. You know, I, always, I saw that coming. Like, I saw her talking to Tori. And uh, I thought maybe she was gonna. I thought maybe she was Miyagi Do at first, but then yeah, I, I yeah, I knew it. I knew it. What a wild crossover. right at the start of the season. What a wild crossover <laughs> out of nowhere. Fucking John Kreese comes into frame. Is like, yeah, she's weak. I think you need to take her. I'm like, what am I watching? This is delightful. <laughs> I haven't had this feeling since, for no reason, Rosario Dawson showed up as a member of like Cody Rhodes's crew. And uh, who did she attack? Malachi, Malachi Black? Black. Yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> what is this now that I'm watching? This random celebrity involvement. That's great. More of that, please. I'm going to fucking tune into Dynamite next week, and Craig T. Nelson is going to punch Billy Gunn in the face, <laughs> and I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> Craig T., what are you doing here? <laughs> Big Incredibles crossover or something. <laughs> That's a coach crossover. Uh, and then the last thing that they're sort of building towards um, with uh, – on uh, on AEW right now, uh, the Danielson and Moxley Alliance. So I love this because the Alliance is not dead by any means. Mm -hmm. uh, Danielson had a fucking great match with Lee Moriarty, man. Uh, he is the MVP of that company right now because he's going, he's making the younger guys look fucking awesome. Makes everyone look makes good. everyone like, look good. It, it's astonishing, really, what what quality work he is doing in AEW. Best wrestler on the planet. 
Because not only like he's winning, but he's also in the losses, making his opponents look awesome. Uh, so yeah. Moxley comes out afterwards and basically says, "Yeah, I've been thinking about it or whatever, but uh, just wants to they, he wants them to beat the shit out of each other first, and then they'll see where they stand." So we're gonna get Danielson versus Moxley, but he didn't come out and say, "Yeah, I thought about your offer, and uh, you're the one who's out, Danielson, out of your mind." Little Spider-Man <laughs> one for you. Uh, <laughs> no, he comes out and says, yeah, it's interesting. Like, we could do this, or we could also beat the shit of each other and be enemies, and maybe you're just trying to get in my good book so you don't have to fight me. Uh, but let's just rule that out right now. Let's you and I do this, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. So you get that match, and you still have the possibility that maybe they they team up. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see this being a barn burner match and then they get up and they shake hands. Yeah. Right. Like that. And that, I, that seems gratifying to me. <laughs> and the fact that Lee Moriarty was a name that he dropped, uh, two weeks ago, whatever it was. And now he's, um, you know, fighting him and beating the living crap out of him. And, and I think that is an interesting element as well. Like, do they kind of start their stable? Do they start working their way through these guys and then getting up and shaking their hands and bringing them on the, on board? Yeah. Like, that it's a it's an interesting alliance. Let's say that I, I I don't know where it's going, but I like that. Yeah, them doing like an indoctrination of violence sort of angle with these fights with these dudes, and they like earn their respect in yeah. the ring and stuff by taking a beating, but also giving a little bit back too. And you know, there's going to be a guy if they do that that will beat them. I know we're fantasy booking uh, this, and maybe they don't team up at all. But I actually want to see them go that route. Because it's very but, intriguing to see. And they have the same sensibilities and the same viewpoints, but just a very different way of getting there. Right. Which right. is intriguing to me because Danielson more of like a, a mat wrestler, Moxley more of like a hardcore like brawler. So the two of them working together, iron sharpens iron to make these young this young generation better. Super intriguing. I want to see this play out. And I'd be happy to see this play out over five months over four months whereas most wwe angles i'm like let's just do a month of this and then can let's we get this out of the oh, way please so, thank you so seth rollins uh is gonna take out his other eye now okay cool and then buddy murphy's gonna be dating his daughter okay cool that's seth rollins versus the mysterio feud holy fuck someone's gonna get their eye <laughs> ripped out of this paper the eye for an eye match no, they're not. God, come on. We're not we're not silly. That was in a real time. Like that was like they got a little out of control with Thunderdome. Like <laughs> and you know, people are getting thrown off roofs yeah. and people are getting their eyes taken out and people are, you know, dropping twelve feet and was it uh uh, was it Roman Reigns who power bombed Dominic Mysterio like out yep. of the ring yep. and stuff? Yeah, and, and it's like okay, you're not doing any of that shit now, are you? Because <laughs> yeah. there's people in the arena watching. And if you did win new fans from that, guess what? Their expectations are now shot because no one's <laughs> exactly. getting thrown off of buildings anymore. What the hell? This thing was this was hardcore when I first started watching it, but now, man, uh, you need that editing. Uh, last thing in AEW, Sammy Guevara. Why are you carrying both belts? Knock it off. Jim Ross called him out for that, too. I don't know why he's wearing the two belts. I also don't know. Uh, you won the ladder match. You have your Razor Ramon moment. You hold the interim and the actual title. Okay, great. And they're unified. It's the same fucking belt. And it's the yeah. same title. And it's like he's still carrying both of them around. It's like you unified and one it one of them was itself. like the crappy, like, yeah. like 
interim belt that they just gave you. If he was walking around with like the Miro white version, the white and green one, and the other one. Okay, fine, but it's essentially the same title that was unified with itself. And you're still carrying around both. I don't understand it, uh, but I do like the way Andrade looks holding both of those. So I still like. I look at Andrade, and I'm just waiting for that Johnny Gargano uh, Andrade uh, when they had that absolute banger match. Or like, yeah. yeah, that's just you know. You're just waiting for that kind of. match. I'm waiting that for that saying? kind of match because he's capable, more than capable of it. And always kind of has been, but I feel like aside from that night at NXT Takeover, I think it was Philadelphia. We've never really gotten that match. No. no. Especially not in AEW. And that was one of the guys that was going to be at that next level. Oh, right. shit. Like, th- I'm not going to put him in the same category as like Sean Spears, but he was one of those underused, underappreciated, underutilized guys who was going to have that match on the regular. And I don't think we've seen it once. We could say that about Miro, too. Like, there's a few examples of those Malachi kind of guys Black. who. Right. Yeah. Who everyone felt were underutilized. And it makes you fear for. For Keith Lee or, or maybe an eventual Johnny Gargano, yeah. like what is this? We're, we're um, worried. What are about, they going to do? Worried right? about AEW booking these stars now, and we're excited for <laughs> Cody totally. Rhodes going back. What's happening? <laughs> uh, let's talk about WWE a little bit. Uh, Elimination Chamber. Yep, Saudi show. It's uh, yep. this weekend. Yep, uh, your man Goldberg is going to be wrestling Roman Reigns. Yeah, fuck Gotta off. be excited yep. about that. Uh, got a chamber match. You know, again, the the biggest intrigue with this show now is is Cody going to be there? Are we is Cody flying a flying a Saudi Arabia? Doing a little, we're doing a little Cody. We have a little Cody here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's it's a big deal on the road to WrestleMania and everything. I think this is this is the last show before Mania, right? There's not some fucking roadblock uh, or fast lane or some shit in there. <laughs> I think typically this is the last one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it's the first weekend of April, right? So I doubt they they shoehorn another. Another show in between. Premium but... live event in the in the interim Sorry. there. Uh, but the biggest intrigue with WWE hasn't, you know, it's been Cody Rhodes for sure. Hasn't necessarily been the Elimination Chamber. But there were two things that came out this week which were overshadowed by Cody Rhodes, which kind of maybe tells you what his star wattage is at this point. But the concept that they're going to be luring uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin they're making overtures to get Austin out of retirement to wrestle at Wrestlemania 38 in Texas Uh, and then obviously everybody has gone to oh Kevin Owens versus uh, Stone Cold Battle of Stunners let's go for it which if you're Kevin Owens I love him he's living all Mm -hmm. of our dreams yes he got to be like on screen best friends and behind the scenes compatriots and stuff with chris jericho one of his idols like we're all in the same sort of age cohort so like he made it through man and he doesn't have the quote-unquote you know prototypical wrestler body and all that but he got to be like best friends with chris jericho and have this super super hot angle that was great right uh he got and if he gets to Wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania? Holy shit, man. Kevin Owens, good for you. But isn't that going to be... I don't know what... 
I don't want to see Austin it. is capable. I want to. I don't <laughs> want to see it. I don't want it to happen. I know I sound excited, but the reason Austin has stayed away this whole time is because he wants like even the WrestleMania 19 match against The Rock, which was not publicized as his retirement match. He just kind of quietly rode off into the sunset after that. Uh, but he was banged up and he was hurting and he wasn't the Stone Cold. That was the last vestige of Stone Cold, and that was nearly 20 years. As ago. yeah, 2000 or yeah, 2003. As the yeah. fans knew him as Stone Cold Steve Austin, that was all that he had left to give. Neck was fucked up, knees were fucked up, back was fucked up, so that was kind of it, and he just walked away. And he has said numerous times that he hasn't been interested in coming back because he doesn't want to erase sort of that memory in the fans. When they think Stone Cold Steve Austin as a wrestler, not as the host of Broken Skull Sessions uh, yes. as, and a star of The Condemned, uh, when they think of Stone Cold Steve Austin, he wants fans to remember that ass-kicking SOB with the knee braces and the vest, and he can't be that guy anymore, so he's not going to be. And I've always really, really respected that. Yeah. Because I'm certain for any of these previous seven Saudi shows, I'm sure Sheik whatever has backed up the money truck and said, I want right. Stone Cold Steve right. Austin. Here's a blank check. Go for it. And Austin's like, oh, no, Zombies, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Uh, <laughs> it's no Brock Lesnar impression. Lesnar does an amazing Steve Austin. Yeah, he learned yeah this I week. saw that. But um, I was always, and like I know I'm a fan. It's their lives and all that sort of stuff. But I was always so disappointed that Shawn Michaels was lured out to have that fucking train wreck. Uh, with Triple H against the Brothers of Destruction. I That match makes me so sad. It just yeah. makes me sad in my heart. And Michaels and, is one and, of the best of all time. Yeah, and it's funny, like, with Undertaker, I feel like after watching that documentary series that, that they did on Undertaker, it was like he would have a good match, which would make him want to keep going because he had a good match. And then he'd have a shit match, which would make him want to keep going because he had a shit match and wanted to leave on a high note. And it was just kind of this weird roller coaster that I feel like we're actually still on. Yeah. And I, I feel like Steve Austin would just like give a terrible performance and then be like, Oh, well that didn't work. And then never show up again. And just, yeah. Last I saw him, I think was seven or eight years ago on tough enough. He got in the ring and was bumping around with like Big Andy and ZZ or whatever the fuck those people uh, those people were. Remember ZZ? <laughs> Holy shit! Big Andy, quiet. The crocodile rage. Yeah, the crocodile wrestler. <laughs> uh, Big Andy, quiet rage. Yeah, uh, and he was like in the ring with them, and he looked really good. He was moving fast. He was like bumping really well. Yeah, and it kind of got people talking and thinking. He's like, let's just all calm down here. It was a couple of a couple of bumps. Uh, I'm still I'm not that guy that I was before. Uh, so I don't know what he would be coming out of retirement really for. And also, WWE's knock has just been, oh, they can't create new stars. They're relying on all these old people to pass. Here comes right. Goldberg. Right. Here comes this. Because it's not just Austin that's getting the rumblings this week of being lured out of a, uh, retirement for a match at WrestleMania. Mr. WrestleMania apparently is also in talks, maybe, kind of, sort of, to come out and perhaps wrestle AJ Styles at WrestleMania, which I'd be more inclined to see that because I don't necessarily hold it against Shawn Michaels, that tag team match, because uh, he's in there with, like, Triple H, Terrace Peck in that match, and fucking Kane's doing Kane. Everything, everything everything that could yeah. go wrong went wrong but, in that match. But I think if you did Shawn Michaels versus Brian Danielson, Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles, you're going to get something special still. I think Michaels still has, like, one or two, like, really, really great matches in him. I think about 
Like, think about how everybody freaked out when Ricky Steamboat was able to like hang mm. in there with Jericho. Yep. Like, oh my god! I still, I feel like Shawn Michaels would be ten or twelve times better at a WrestleMania now than Ricky Steamboat was at that one. Yeah, yeah, and and like with Steve Austin, like just his style too. I'm not sure how well that caters to his diminishing uh, age and and uh, physicality. Um, you know, like he can. Certainly, it was a lot of kicks and a lot of throws and and pretty basic stuff, um, but like a lot of it also relied on his knees and his and his back and his neck and these things that seem to have started to fail him. So uh, I'm not. I feel like we've seen more out of Shawn Michaels recently, and maybe like maybe Steve Austin would surprise me. Maybe he would. Like lots of these guys have surprised me in, in their comebacks. Edge, Sting, like yep. you know, there's there, yeah. there are these guys out there that have been able to. And it doesn't look like he's lost any physique, um, despite how many broken skull IPAs he might be drinking. Um, but so maybe maybe he'd surprise me. But honestly, it doesn't. I am not more likely to watch WrestleMania if he's on the card people, than I wouldn't be. People talking, oh, Steve Austin versus Cody Rhodes. What the fuck does that do? <laughs> Who cares? About- what year is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, my dad was Dusty Rhodes. Okay. Um, <laughs> was fine. Like, you know, what is that? At least he got stunner versus stunner, like attitude versus attitude. And you could even do the MJF CM Punk thing and have the photo of Austin and uh, Kevin Steen at uh, the yep. airport. Right. Cool. Right, like, yeah. that's it's built in. I like it. So I'm still kind of on, like, I don't know. I, I thought Austin was dope. Uh, I was more of an Austin guy than I was a rock guy. Um, but, uh, I don't know, man. I want to see these old guys getting yeah. in there and hurting themselves, and you know, at least at least have a network where you could always go. Oh, here's some classic Steve Austin from like 1998. Like, oh, that's good. That's good stuff. But ever since that Owen Pile driver, he's never been the same after that. So yeah, good. obviously, yeah. Uh, anything else WWE wise you want to get into and discuss? I don't think so. Want to talk about NXT and Dolph Ziggler making a run for the NXT Championship? What the fuck are they like? <laughs> I never thought I would you'd catch me saying this, but please kill NXT. You Just, UK or two point And and the whole the whole thing. It's a tax shelter now. It has Put to be. Put it in the ground. <laughs> Put it in the ground. Both of them. All of it. The NXT brand. Just just say goodbye. Mm, yeah. Not a n- not hot on Wendy Chew anymore, are you? <laughs> I, I, listen, there are some people there that I appreciate. And, Swerve, baby. But is, he's not there anymore. Well, no, but he was great. Uh, <laughs> okay. Disappointing. I like uh, Carmelo Hayes is really yeah, good. Go. Um, obviously, you know, Braun Breaker, but stupid name aside. I like Braun my, Breaker. Uh, my whole, like, the, the, the telltale thing was that no one was in the Rumble. Yeah. That was a big sign to me that they're as not invested in NXT as I am. So, yeah, but they also anyway, they we'll also see. wanted to make it more of like we're going back to the FCW model. We want it to be like a you know more developmental. So you're not going to see people sprinkling in on the main roster. They're I think they're I, riding the line here too much though. Yeah, like they're they're trying to do both, and that just isn't working for me. And I don't know, maybe it's because it's on my TV every week, unlike FCW or, you know, those kind of developmental days. 
But like to have Champa show up on Raw, to have Ziggler show up on on NXT, to have AJ Styles show up on NXT, and like it all just seems to mean nothing, honestly. But I had like there's I love them. There's no hope for Tommaso Ciampa on the on the main roster, which you know kind of bums me out because I'm very like numb. I know he showed up on Raw, and I you know. Like, Oh man, here we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. I, uh, I don't. Who knows what they what they do with them? But feed him to yeah, Cody Rhodes. I, I don't. Cody, I don't think on. he's there for good. I think this is just another attempt to cross over the brands. Oh, that really? Going to work? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. So, where's Roderick Strong? Where's your boy Roddy? <sighs> Fucking diamond mining. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get a little uh, pusher berry going. What do you say? Sure. Yeah. Some of these topics might come up. What do you have for us this week, sir? Well, let's just segue right into it, shall we? Uh, this just concluded, and the winners were the Diamond Mine, the Dusty Classic, Pusher Berry. Berry. Uh, kind of done with it. Uh, it, it. That can go the way of NXT as it was. Like, Dusty Classic used to be awesome. I was really looking forward to it. The bracket was hot. There was, you know, good... Uh, established teams, up-and-coming teams, and thrown-together teams of superstars like Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, who won the first one, where you're like, this is going to be great matches. I'm super psyched. But now, like, I, you know, maybe it's because I don't watch a ton of NXT since it's converted over to 2.0, but I don't care about a lot of these teams, and I'm not excited about a lot of these uh, these matches. So, Well, and also they don't have the, the standalone takeover shows anymore. Yeah. Like, they have, they have the special Vengeance shows, but Day they're and- not... In the same kind of grand scale as they have uh, been previously, and you and I have, have seen live, um, so there is no kind of build. There is no, there's no big achievement at the end of it. So, it, it's it, this whole NXT thing is just a shame. We really, I'm just you know, wistfully looking off into the distance. We really had it all with those takeovers, didn't we? Those were some great shows. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I'll take over. Remember, yeah, remember and now how excited like, we were for takeovers on the Saturday, and then there was no yeah. way WWE, the main roster, could lace their boots the next day. And like, well, at least we had that awesome takeover, Nakamura's debut against Sami Zayn. Holy shit! And you know, ah man, takeovers, I miss them. And now they couldn't. They, I'm sure they're barely filling the venue that they're in for these big shows, let alone trying to fill the. <laughs> baseball arena next to the the stadium where wrestlemania is going to be right yeah. like there's just no chance that they could even do any sort of business in that regard didn't nxt sold out the barclays center multiple times right yeah for takeovers yep. for the brooklyn takeovers yeah yep. same same arena that the you know main show at times was uh was going to be running so you think braun breaker is going to put eighteen thousand seats butts and seats grayson waller is gonna you know eighteen thousand like, people that guy who's like a teacher or something? How about him? Or how about the guy who's like a weird, like, like seemingly like right wing inspirational speaker? I don't even, I don't even know where to start here. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, Barry so yeah. does a classic. Yep. Uh, a few more WWE ones here. Um, Sonya Deville in her sort of non wrestling role. I've always had a major crush on Sonya Deville. I don't think she's. And yes, I know it's a Melissa Etheridge situation. Uh, <laughs> you have a crush on her? No, table. no, no. I was like, that's a that's a weird that's a that's a Duckman pull. You remember Duckman? Oh, I do. When like he came up with like this, he's like his master plan, and it's like, and then the culmination of my plan, I'll make Melissa Etheridge my wife. 
and then like someone whispers in his ear, he's like, "That's a lie. You take that back." <laughs> so, uh, no, I've always been a, I've always been a huge fan of uh, of Sonya Deville as like a wrestler too. I think she's awesome. Uh, I do like her GM jacket on jet. The jacket on jacket off thing is gonna. Um, that's going to wear out its welcome pretty soon. But I think she's a good authority figure. Uh, I think you can do away with that type of role just overall in, you know, the main yeah. uh, wrestling. But, uh, yeah, I'm pushing Sonya Deville still as her uh, as her GM character. I just don't understand, like, is she in charge? Is Pierce in charge? Is one Raw, one SmackDown? Are they both on both they kind floors? of work together? Like, what a fucking mess this is. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't make sense Even when it was like, okay, what were the duos? It was... Was it Stephanie and Foley and then Shane and Daniel Bryan for some fucking reason? Yeah. Were the the commissioners and the general managers? Let's just fucking stop with this. All right. They feel like ever since Austin and, and McMahon, like it's just we have to have an authority figure. Those are the rules. Yeah, I want Tony Schiavone in my ear saying, J.J. Dillon has just signed the match. It's going to happen. Okay, great. Sometimes J.J. Dillon comes out because he's the matchmaker. He's like, hey, guys, this is what's going to yeah. happen. You're like, okay, great. But he's not there fucking every single time something needs to be done. 100 backstage segments of show. Ah, So push Sonya Deville as a person. Bury the entire concept of uh, GMs and stuff. Uh, here's a uh, if you know, you know one. Uh, push or bury, noof. Oh, push, noof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paramount Theater in Seattle, Washington. Noof. Noof was over with us. Was it Noof and Bailey? Was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Noof and yeah. Bailey. Like, we're going to see Noof. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that was, was that tough enough? Like, what show was she? Uh, No, no, no. It was on the, what do they call it? Breaking Ground? Yeah, 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 that's it. The uh, Adam yeah. Rose's. Yeah, the Adam. Yeah. Ro- okay, yeah. Breaking Ground where like, yeah, we were, we were big Noof fans. Uh, I think she's come a long way. I think she's she's yeah. she's no worse than like anybody else. I think she fits right in. I think she's again, like I said, come a long way. Yeah, push Noof. I like Noof. Why yeah, the hell not? And I think it was one of those ones like it's it's backfired on on them in the past, but the one of those ones that's like, well, we got nothing left for you to do in NXT. So like, come on up, see what you can do up here. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it does, it does. And it seems like it has. Now, let's, let's not, I'm not putting them on the same level, but let's not forget like Becky Lynch flounder yeah. on the main roster for years being underused yeah. and underappreciated until lightning struck and she hit that right thing at the right time and then became one of the hottest acts in all of professional wrestling. I'm not even putting mm-hmm. a gender on that. So I'm not, you know, going to put my money down here and go, and that's going to happen for Noof. Uh, but, you know, it might take a little while, but maybe she really catches on to something and you know, awesome. Or maybe fucking Nia Jax puts her through tables eight or nine weeks in a row and, yeah, who the hell knows. I know she's gone. Uh, a few things that we've uh, briefly touched on previously, uh, both in this episode and our previous one, but push or bury the acclaimed. Push! I'm a big acclaimed guy. I like tag team. I like, yeah, as, as a tag, tag team. team, I like, like both, both of them. Okay, I'm a little bit confused uh, when uh, he gets on there and yells the name of the city because that's like a very face thing to do. Here comes right. Max Max Caster. I'm doing Yo, all the listen up. and then Anthony Bowen is like Minneapolis. Acclaimed. <laughs> Wait a minute, we're supposed to hate you. That's very confusing to me. You're about to say we suck. But I really like both of them as as wrestlers. I like the team. I uh, Caster makes me laugh. I like his raps. I so miss rapping John Cena and will always miss rapping John Cena. Like rapping tweener heel John Cena is the fucking man. <sighs> so good. 
that same aforementioned WrestleMania, I think, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, the Seattle WrestleMania, John Cena came out during Sunday Night Heat and just stood in the yeah <laughs> in the entranceway and wrapped. Yeah, the Shinsuke at least the Shinsuke Nakamura SummerSlam 2021 uh, gimmick. I'm just gonna come out and this guy's gonna play guitar. I'm not gonna do anything, but I'm gonna come just out. Gonna I'm here. the Intercontinental <laughs> Champion, and it's SummerSlam. I'm going to just come out. Is that cool with everybody? All right, great. In uh, what I view to be AEW's weirdest uh, thievery of released talent from WWE, Pusher Barry 2.0. Barry. Yeah, I don't get I it. Don't, I don't like them. I don't like yeah, I don't the like fellow square head. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Jericho. That was hilarious. Jericho called that. I'm like, holy fuck, it is like a perfect cube. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like them. I like men of the year. I like yeah. Scorpio Sky and I like Ethan Page and their song is one of the best songs in uh, in AEW. Uh, yeah, I like Men of the Year a lot. I like yeah, I like the acclaimed. 2.0 does absolutely nothing for me, Barry. Yeah, I I don't know because they were kind of heating up in NXT as like um like internet guys, like kind of like they had hosted like their little after show kind of thing. And then like, I think that's what AEW was trying to leverage and and work off of, but I don't, I don't understand why they, they jumped on them immediately too. As soon as they were released from NXT, AEW scooped them up. So it just seemed like an odd, maybe they see something that I don't. Yep. Uh, last one I'll have for today is Sammy Guevara's sign gimmick. All the love actually gimmick. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Fuck. I've mentioned it on the show before. I do like that they do shit like that uh, because I like the picture in picture when I'm watching Dynamite and stuff. And I've said it before that Dynamite's picture in picture during commercial break is way more intriguing than a main event segment on WWE these days. <laughs> uh, it's a weird thing for a. And we've talked about the show, like he's a, he's a baby face. So he's coming right. out saying, like, ah, y'all believed in me. Thank you. I love you. I'm going to keep doing my best. And all this sort of stuff. I would be way into the Love Actually gimmick if he was a heel. And he's just like getting away with really rude shit on these signs. And being super sardonic and like a real asshole. Where I'm like, I can't wait to see what the next sign says. But now it's like... It did start when he was a heel. Yeah, but it, and it was never like... I think I, could, I would like to see them keep running with it. But like now as a face, it's super weird. Because he's yeah. just like... is just very grateful. Hello, I'm grateful sammy Guevara, and here's these signs if they build up to this and he asks like tay conti to like marry him with the signs or whatever then like oh shit but he's already done a proposal he can't, i was gonna say he can't do that again it so was that well his gimmick time. he just proposes to his girlfriends <laughs> in the ring? is that his that's sammy Guevara's thing uh yeah so as a as a face i'm gonna bury the love actually gimmick uh as a heel go farther with it it, it's like this week it was like I, I I rarely stick around for the picture in picture even even when it's a match because who has the time apparently you do uh, but like this week it was like isn't it exciting that Keith Lee is here like I was like what are you doing yeah are you just like I promoting this the week but okay yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> oh no sorry this was last week okay yeah, but yeah great right after Keith Lee debuted yeah yeah okay. A dog collar match. Wow, that's going to be something. And there's all this stuff like, hey guys, isn't that exciting? Uh, go big show uh, tonight on TNT following Dynamite. <laughs> all right. Yeah. We're still promoting that, even though Cody's like a shill mode, which is lame as hell. 
say some mean <laughs> shit about somebody on these cards. Like some there's there's a real opportunity there that they're missing. But yeah. Uh, all right, I think that's all I got. I'll, I'll bank some for next. Good time. stuff. And then uh, yeah, before we wrap this up, let's uh, take a look at what happened this week in wrestling history. What we're gonna do right here is go back, way back, back into time. One, two, three, four, hit it! All right, uh, quite a few things this uh, this week in wrestling history. Uh, the main one that we wanted to talk about, uh, we'll do little tertiary things uh, on our way out here, but the main one is that. Uh, this was the uh, the death of the spinner belt. The Rock had uh, successfully defended his WWE championship. And the next night on Raw, he unveiled uh, the new championship belt with the side plates. I remember people freaking out like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, who else is going to hold this thing? It's got his side plates on it. Where it's like, there's screws on top and bottom, people. Come on. <laughs> and I love... And really, it's one of the best things they've done. I love Because that. it has avoided uh any future spinner belts <laughs> yes yes uh because right it, so let's let's push or bury the spinner belt barry barry i it, it it bums me out to no end that during that historic reign of cm punk or whatever they had to carry that that was his belt no okay and that yeah. probably always stuck in his craw and i'm sure he even mentioned that once or twice but that like this historic reign, and then that was the shit he had to carry around. And I always remember when Rock unveiled that uh, championship, I think CM Punk came out and <clears throat> fucked up John Cena and hit John Cena with, like, the spinner belt or something. Because I remember vividly CM Punk, like, looking at the spinner belt and then looking at the one in the ring and goes, I don't want this. I want that one. Yeah. And then yeah. that, being the, uh, that being the big thing and the big draw. So uh, the fact that the spinner belt was active from 05 to 2000 and, uh, 2012. 12, 13, yeah. Oh, it would have been 2013, you're right. Uh, that's gross, man. And you can have, oh, Miz had it, but he had the thing upside down and all, oh, you know, the rated, yeah. and, and the, you know, buried it. We're not doing push or bury anymore, but blast into the sun, the rated R championship. <laughs> you got to put a fucking sticker on it. Give me a break. Now, this was a good chunk of this was during my uh, hiatus of watching wrestling, a good chunk of the lifespan of the spinner belt. And I remember tuning in and being like, I thought that was just a John Cena thing. It looked like, why, why is CM Punk holding this belt right now? Like, it was baffling. Stupid on everybody. Yeah. Or yeah. looked stupid. Triple H looked stupid. Sheamus, it looked fucking stupid. Like, it looked dumb on everybody. And, CM and by Punk the way, that, that, that spinner concept was even a like kind of a joke at the time like it was like oh only the like lamest uh white rapper guy would want this on his belt because he did the spinner <laughs> u.s title like i'm not gonna lie when he first unveiled the spinner we title or whatever when he beat uh, jbl at mania or whatever yeah. oh and he it repelled down from the ceiling or whatever oh i was into it man i thought it was great yeah i thought it was great and that was when like his th- but i thought it was like just, just for him. him and i was fine with that <laughs> yeah. okay cool yeah Oh, cool. Give him a lengthy run. Champion for a year. Celebrate. I think it's just because it sold so much fucking merch. Like, Probably. oh, this is a gold mine and, and all that. Yeah. And also, you went from the previous. that Yeah, that took the place of the Undisputed title, which is a super underrated title design in history. But this one also was the first incarnation of, hey, what if the championship belt, instead of having 
a little tiny WWE logo on top. What if the whole thing was the logo? Ha <laughs> ha! So now when you send it to the Atlanta Braves or the LA Rams for winning the Super Bowl, oh, we're going to send you this belt and the side plates are Rams, but the main plate, branding. It's us. Fuck, branding. man. Like, I, I hated the spinner belt. When it he lost it and then they kept it, I was very confused. Oh, he'll right. probably just get it back because I remember the smoking skull belt they tossed back yeah, and forth yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Okay, fine. They never did the Brahma Bowl championship, but everybody knows what it looks like. It's in all the games. They sell it on the store or whatever. Uh, yeah, it just it's gross and disgusting that the Attitude Era, the Big Eagle belt or whatever, that that thing was around from 1998, the night after WrestleMania 14, up until wrestlemania triple h jericho because that's when they're carrying around the two belts the two right belts, yeah so that was the run sammy guevara style yeah that but they're two different belts and two different companies. <laughs> that makes sense it's the same <laughs> fucking belt if you're carrying around the big eagle with like the winged eagle belt that's the same guys that's the same thing what are you doing <laughs> uh, uh it was really really sad because that belt's gorgeous and you associate that belt with quite a few different champions that's something that's a fun right. conversation to have with wrestling fans sometimes who do you associate with which title right because right. there's going to be people with the winged eagle that go brett there's going to be people that go sean hogan macho man like that's who they're going to associate that title with when it comes to the attitude era title Austin, even though he had the smoking skull one, Austin's still a factor there. That's the yeah, Rocks definitely. belt. Mankind. Triple H. Like that that's synonymous with them. I think of the undisputed title. Who do you think of? Who's your undisputed title, guys? <sighs> there there's a lot of those too. Uh Batista. Uh never uh, that he, Jericho. That's the world title. Oh, okay. I'm talking Sorry. about the I'm gonna say it right now. I'm talking about the Lesnar belt. The Kurt Angle, the Lester, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there. Like you said, though, that's a, always an interesting kind of kind of thought to to put to it. Is who who do you who do you put with that person? Right. Yeah. Sorry, the undisputed one was kind of the the other big kind of goldish. Yeah, the big the black one. one the when they merged the two separate right, titles right, after right. WrestleMania. Yeah. That didn't have a long no. Life. So okay, so that was WrestleMania Triple H and Jericho, which was I want to say two thousand and that was nineteen, wasn't it? No, 19 was Jericho uh, no. Michaels. What the fuck was the... Oh, 2002, because that was the Triple H's Stephanie's dog angle. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right, because it was after the invasion, because the month after the invasion ended, they had the unified uh, thing, and then Jericho right. carried it for three months. So that was from 2002 until 2005 was the John Cena mania. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. Around yeah. there. So that's not so a So a couple of years with that belt. Yeah. And that's it. It was a gorgeous belt. Looked great. And then ever since then, then the spinner had like 11 or 13 years or just like, oh, give me a... F it sucks. It sucks so bad. <laughs> so good fucking riddance to you. And uh, yeah, that was this day in wrestling history. The Rock did the right thing. Now that's the thing. If Cody Rhodes comes back and takes one look at an Intercontinental title and says, what the fuck is this shit? Well, what the fuck is that shit? I'm bringing this thing back <laughs> again. And he brings back the classic design. I'll be super into it. A uh, couple other things, just some small things that happened uh, in wrestling history. This was also, this week was the anniversary of Batista's face turn against Triple H, where he gives him the old thumbs down and puts the him through a table down. and rips his shirt off. And like we're talking Wardlow MJF or whatever. That has to be like the template for how to handle 
you know, the big monster turning on the guy who had his leash the whole time. God, yeah. huge. Yeah. It is the, the a perfect analogy right there. Yeah. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. And and uh, when that came up, I was like, oh, that's very tempting to talk about. But I'd love a, I'd love a deep dive on belts instead. Same. Same. <laughs> I remember they did a photo shoot years ago with the belts, and they just had random people holding the old school belts. Like Damian oh, yeah, Sandow yeah. was yeah. holding like the winged eagle belt and stuff like that. And I forget who the tag champs were at the time, but those are belts that I miss immensely is the, I guess their Attitude Era belts as well. But those old tag team titles, the Hart Foundation ones, the Edge and Christian oh, okay. ones, the Dudley yeah. ones, like, mm, good belts. But again, now it's just, <laughs> oh, our logo needs to be front and center of fucking everything. So, all right. I don't even know who half the champions are right now. Santos Escobar, is he champion of something? <laughs> nope. That was the one where, like, I think you asked me once, do you know who yeah. the cruiserweight champion is right now? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's this guy Santos Escobar, but I don't know. And you're like, I've never, I didn't know this man existed in our plane existed, of reality. Yes, exactly. So, and I'm like, yeah, he did a thing where he was supposed to be aligned with a guy and then turned on him. You know how it all goes. Because Who are the women's tag champions currently? Oh, my God. Okay. I'm, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get this right. <laughs> I think it's a cobbled together team because it always is. I don't think it's Shayna Baszler. Uh, oh, it might be. No, I don't think so. The women's tag. It's not Rhea Ripley and. Uh, oh, I'm getting close. It's not Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash because they feud over. They hate I think each other is now. it Zelina Vega and Carmella? Oh, yes. yes. Is it really? Yes, Do you it know? Is. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I'm like 90% sure. Look it up. I don't want people to be like listening and go, uh, <laughs> idiots, it's actually this. But like, I'm okay with that because they're, it, it's exactly my point. <laughs> I have no idea who the question for you is who are, are the now. women's, uh, the NXT women's tag team champions? I assume it's still Toxic Hell Attraction. Hell yeah. Toxic <laughs> Attraction, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to look it up right now. Find out who's the current current champions. <laughs> yeah, Carmella and Queen Zelina Vega. On that, we're getting out of here. Thank you all for listening to another episode of NEW Wrestle Nation. You can follow the show on Twitter at NEW WrestlePod. Be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc. They're announcing big things almost daily. Uh, they're doing they've been doing Twitter Spaces as well, so it's an awesome account. Be sure to find uh, to follow it to be on top of all the happenings in nation extreme wrestling also be sure to subscribe to this show on itunes and spotify if you're on itunes leave a rating leave a review helps with our metrics we mentioned it before stones throw away from new5 we'll be doing an new5 deep dive on wrestle nation next week but that's it for this week thank you very much mike paris as always as always uh, and i'm jay bowman we'll see you next week on wrestle nation